Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Let us continue learning Mishnayos Maestros, beginning the fourth paragraph with Mishnah Aleph, and then moving on to Mishnah Beis. As we have been discussing in the previous few chapters, there are six different things that create the or bring on an early onset of the Meister obligation. Six different things you can do, and now we consider this, these items to be processed, and thus once Chayv and Meisters, and the corollary of that is they can no longer even eat Achilas Arai, a snack on these produce. And those, the ones we've discussed already previously were bring it into your courtyard, selling it, or exchanging it for, as in, as in bartering it, which is, again, creating it, using it for some sort of commercial use, and if one separates truma from it. Now we're going to move on to the fourth category, which is cooking it, or for that matter, anything that you do to it that effectively makes it gemar it fully processes it. So not just cooking it with fire, but also a kovish if you pickle it. And we know from other areas of halacha, kovish kemavushal, pickling has the same cat din, same, same category, same um, din as cooking. Like in Shabbos, if you to pickle something, that makes that's considered vishal on Shabbos. Hashalik, if you partially cook something, that is well. Um, if that you intend to eat it partially cooked, that is that is well creates the obligation. And hamoleach, if you salt it, all those cases high even ones obligated to remove shumas and meisers from. However, if you take let's say a peach, take a pro, some sort of fruit that needs to ripen, and you place it under the ground, you bury it in the ground, so that the warmth of the ground will hasten the ripening process, although that's going to, again, warm up this produce, that's not enough to say it's cooking it, and therefore it's exempt. And similarly, just as we said, that if you were to put it in the ground and it warms it up, but not for the purposes of cooking, but rather to ripen it, you're exempt, so too, although salting the produce, one is now obligated, but if you dip it into salt, or for that matter, brine or vinegar, any salty substance. So then you're exempt as well because you're just sal- you're not salting it in the set for the purposes of finishing it, but rather just to dip it in to have a little, make it a little tastier. Hypotes ate some jutsum have a sour potter. If someone takes olives, and although we, as we know from olives that once you cr- create olive oil, you're now obligated to remove trumas and maestros. Here you're just crushing the olives in order to remove the initial bitterness that there's this milky substance that runs from the olives when you first crush them. And therefore, you crushed it to get that out, so the olives are a little less bitter. In those cases, you're exempt as well. If you squeeze oil onto your skin, directly onto your skin, you're a potter. However, but if you squeeze it into your hand, and from there you apply it to your skin, then you're obligated, because at that point, you've created olive oil in your hands. If you recall, going way back to the beginning of this Masechta, Perek Aleph Mishnazayin, we discussed that wine... So long as you have not skimmed it, you've not removed the sediment, you've not removed the, the uh, impurities, the seeds, the skins, it's not obligated in Shumas and Maestros. Our Mishnah is not going to tell us what if you use this wine, this unskimmed wine, in, in some sort of uh, dish, and then you skim the top of this food, and along with skimming this food, you also remove the impurities from the wine, the cup from the top shell. If you skim, skim some of the cooked food, and that also removes the grape seeds and skins, part of your exempt. The But if you take this wine, you pour it into an empty pot. Even though this is not give me all your wine, it's just a tiny bit of the wine, then at that point you are chayev. They shoot kibar cutting. Because we can look at this pot as it's, it's, it's a small cistern, it's a small little barrel, and although it's much smaller than you normally use, it's enough to say that now you are obligated. 
Another thing, number next number five, another area where we consider we consider the food to be Gamalacha is Shabbos Kodesh. And that's why it says on Shabbos, they must, the, uh, the uh, Amaratim have a must of the Shabbos of love. They have the fear of Shabbos in them because they know that they have, to treat, they have to treat all the produce much more carefully. The question is going to be that if you set aside food, see, this is for Shabbos. This food's for Shabbos. At what point do we say that now that it's for Shabbos, it has the din of, of being set, and therefore one has to take, remove Truism Maestros from it? Our Mishnah is going to tell us that effectively it's only food that goes through Shabbos, but not before Shabbos. Let's say children hid figs in order to have them on Shabbos. I don't know, when I was younger, I used to hide the candy in order to have it on Shabbos or have more of it. And they forget to separate Shemus and Maestros from them. And I give out, now it's Shabbos. It's Shabbos. And they have this pro, these, these, um, they have these Tain, they never move Shemus and Maestros from them. Even when Moti Shabbos comes, they can't eat it until they take off Trumas and Maestros, because once they go through Shabbos, that sets them in place, that sets them as considered finished produce, and therefore one has to remove Trumas and Maestros from them. Kalkala Shabbos, let's see you have a basket for Shabbos, that's fruit that someone says, this is for Shabbos. This is going to be for Shabbos, this basket is for Shabbos, I'm going to keep these grapes, and they're covered Shabbos Kodesh. Beshami Potur, Beshami says they're exempt from Trumas and Maestros until Shabbos begins, and Basil says, no, you're obligated to separate Shumas and Mises from them immediately because once you set them aside for Shabbos, you're probably not going to change. Now, I'm wondering, this is just a ha'ara, a thought I had. There's a famous machlokas, famous being that I know it, in Masech, this Beitzah, where Beishamah says a person should always live thinking of Shabbos. They find a nice piece of meat, set it aside for Shabbos. You find a nice bottle of wine, set it aside for Shabbos. That being the case, let's say it's Monday and you find a beautiful bottle of wine. You set it aside for Shabbos, but then Wednesday comes, you find an even nicer bottle. So you're going to substitute the Monday's bottle for the Wednesday's bottle. And if that's true, so then when it comes to Shabbos, you're going to be drinking Wednesday's wine. Basilus says, no. Baruch Hashem Yom Yom, every day we have to thank Hashem. Don't count toward Shabbos that way, but if you find something beautiful now, appreciate it now. If that's true, I wonder if we can plug that machlokus into this or this into that. According to Bishama, who says... Kakolo shel Shabbos, a Shabbos basket. Once you set it aside, you're still allowed to, to eat it without taking off truths and mices until Shabbos comes because it's the only, the onset of Shabbos itself that you know that this food is definitely going to be used for Shabbos. And therefore, until Shabbos comes, you can eat from it. Once Shabbos comes, it's Kovei Lemaistros. Well, this is Beishamai Lishitaso. This is Beishamai being consistent because according to Beishamai, throughout the week, although you may set something aside for Shabbos, if you find something nicer, you're going to dis- disregard what you set aside and pick up the, uh, the new thing. If that's the case, so you never know what you're eating for Shabbos until the very moment that Shabbos begins. Whereas Ms. Hillel says, no, Baruch Hashem Yom Yom, appreciate what you have now. And therefore, if you say, you know what, this is for Shabbos, so you're going to substitute it and, and dis- disregard it and discard it. If you say it's for Shabbos, it's not for Shabbos, you're not going to get rid of it. And therefore, it's Shabbos is Koveyet for Meister. Just a quick thought I had on this Mishnah, Chiddush of mine. If you like it, let me know. Everyone should have a wonderful day.